welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Hello, hello, federal employees. It is great to see you again today. I really just bond with you through this camera, <laughs> through this podcast with my voice. I hope you know how much I truly want federal employees to succeed. I work with a number of you, federal employees, one-on-one. As, as their financial planner, and I help them through the, their decisions of retirement, about their benefits, to get the most out of them, to make sure they don't get caught up in any of the, the common issues and, and pitfalls and things that happen. So I truly do care about the federal employee community, and so um, hopefully this is valuable for you. If you have any topics, any things that you'd like to hear about, just let me know. Put in the comments below, send me an email, go to my website, whatever. Let me know, and I'll do my best to respond to you, to answer your questions, to provide valuable content for you. Okay, today, today we are talking about the G Fund. Yes, the G Fund. So, I, uh, I created lots of uh, content on G Fund because um, stereotypically, People invest in the G fund when they shouldn't invest in the G fund, or they invest too heavily into the G fund when they shouldn't invest in the G fund. And so I'm sure you've seen some of my content on that. But putting all that aside for now, let's talk about the G fund in general. At, in a nutshell, the G fund has changed dramatically over the last 30 years. It is not what it used to be. And let me, let me read off a few things for you. I have my handy dandy laptop. So, basically, the G Fund started in the 80s, okay? And back in the 80s, early 90s, the interest rate situation and inflation situation was very different than it is today. So let me read you the rate of returns for the last few years, okay? Starting back in 1990, I'll tell you the average return of that year, and then every five years after that. So just hang with me, and uh, let me know if you see a trend here in these rate of returns, okay? So, in the year 1990, the G Fund returned 8.9%. To put that in perspective, okay, that is almost close to the average return for the C Fund over the last 50 years, right? So that's a huge, huge return, especially for the G Fund. 8.9%. Okay. 1995, 7%. Not bad. Wow. Uh, 2000, 6.43%. 2005, 4.5%. 2010, 2.8%. 2015, 2.04%. And then 2020, depending on when you're listening or watching to this, in 2020, I am recording this in October of 2020, and year to date, the G Fund has returned a whopping 0.76%. Not even a full percent, okay? Not even a full percent. So that is what we're talking about. The G Fund is not what it used to be. But for the G Fund's credit, right, it's not all its fault. It's just because inflation and interest rates are completely different 
for what they were in the late late 80s, early 90s. For example, if you wanted to get a mortgage in the early 90s, many of you may remember, is that it would have been an interest rate about 10%. Completely different situation. And because interest rates are so high, the G fund paid out so much. But nowadays with the current interest rates, it is a very, very different situation. Now, whenever I tell people about this, the first question I get is, okay, so should I even keep investing in the G fund? What makes sense for me? And um, I have to be careful <laughs> with this sort of question because um, sometimes people take what I say and run with it without knowing the context and without thinking about if it makes sense for them in their situation. So make sure you do that, okay? But the G fund is not bad. It is a safe investment. The government guarantees that it's not gonna lose money, which is a great thing. But just know, just know what to expect when, when you get into it is what I have to say. But uh, when you look at around the economy, if you look at other risk-free investments, because that's what the G Fund is, it's risk-free, there's no risk, you're not going to lose money. And so when you compare it to other risk-free investments, basically everything else is very comparable. You're not going to find a risk-free investment that pays more than that. It's very difficult to. You may find a thing that pays a little bit more, but it's going to be very very difficult. So the G fund is comparable, right? It's comparable. So I think for everyone's portfolio, for the investments, there is a portion of it that generally should be in very low risk things. So for a part of your portfolio, a part of your TSP, I think the G fund is a great option. It's a great option. It's not bad. It's not bad. Just know what it's meant to do. And for those that have their whole portfolio, their whole TSP in the G fund, then, um, that may not be the best option. I'm not saying it's not, it just may not be. Even those that are, are retired, I rarely, it is incredibly rare for it to make sense for their whole TSP to be in the G fund, even for those retired. Because let's say the G fund continues to return, let's say 1%, right? Interest rates will probably stay relatively low over the next few years. Well, uh, inflation's about two, 3%. So you're losing money in the G fund, right? Where you're technically gonna be earning 1% every year, but then prices of everything are gonna increase over time. And it doesn't take too many years of that for the purchasing power of your money to drop significantly. Okay, especially in long careers, long retirements, it makes a big, big difference. And who knows where inflation's gonna go? And inflation for, let's say, college costs for grandkids or kids, or healthcare, those costs are going through the roof. So you have to have some way to have your wealth, to have your savings to increase along with it. And the G Fund is just not gonna do that for you, at least in the current conditions, okay? So, I know I mentioned other risk-free ways to make money, the G Fund's one of them. One way that I just have to mention to get a risk-free return that's more than the G Fund is paying down debt. So I'm not making a comment here on whether it makes sense to invest in the TSP or pay down debt. It totally depends on your situation. But if you're looking for a risk-free return, well, let's say you pay down your mortgage early and you're paying 3% on your mortgage or 4% on your mortgage. Well, that's a 3% return on that money that you paid down early, right? And you're only getting 1% if that in the G fund. So if you're looking for a completely risk-free return, 
paying down, especially credit card debt. Are you kidding me? 20% interest rates, 100%. Now, you should never carry a balance in your credit card, so that's a whole different story. But even for low interest rate things like auto loans, potentially, or mortgages, things like that, that could be a great way to earn a rate of return that's higher than the G fund. But again, I'm not trying to make a comment on, oh, you should pay off debt over investing in a TSP. I don't know. That's a, that's a deep question. <laughs> that's a deep question that depends on your situation and where you're at with retirement and lots of other things. But in general, you want to be doing both. If you have debt, you want to be getting rid of it and you want to be investing in the TSP, right? One thing I have seen is that it's sometimes easier to retire when you still have a mortgage as long as you have retirement savings that are sufficient to get you through whatever you need to get through in retirement. But if you don't have retirement savings and you don't have a mortgage, that may be more difficult, right? If you have neither, right? You don't have your anything in the TSP, and you, but you used all of it to pay off your mortgage. Well, that may work, maybe, depending on your situation, depending on what cash needs you need in retirement. So um, it's not a clean-cut answer. But I just wanted to mention that when we're talking about risk-free return and a G fund and all that good stuff, then I had to mention paying off debt because that truly is, it's risk-free, right? If you pay off your mortgage, um, you're guaranteed to, to make the 3 4%, whatever your interest rate is. So I hope this was interesting. Hopefully it uh, gave you some ideas of, okay, how does the G fund work? How does, um, what are my plans for retirement? What, uh, how am I using the G fund? Is, am I using it in a way that makes sense for me? Am I using it in a way that's going to help my long-term goals? These are the sort of questions that I hope this, uh, this topic brought up to you in your mind, and hopefully it all makes sense. If I didn't mention something, if you have more questions, put in the comments below, or email me, go to my website, whatever, and uh, we'll, we'll address it the best we can. I want my, my goal, again, is to provide value and um, to give you the information that you need to succeed and uh, be successful in your retirement. So I hope this is helpful. Please, 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 please. I, I've said this before. If you find that this is valuable for you and it changes your life, changes how you see things, please share this with your fellow federal employees. Subscribe, join the community because if it helps you, if it helps you improve your life, then uh, it'll probably help those around you to improve their lives as well and get the most out of their benefits and everyone else can do better as well. So that is my request. I, I work hard to give you the best answers that you can, that I can. And um, that is my one ask is please share, please subscribe and be a part of the community and uh, help those around you. And I hope, again, this is helpful. Have a great rest of your day and have a great day.